Welcome to Therapy and Technology. I'm your host, Jessica Bullock. Thank you for tuning in to this conversation about all things technology and how we integrate it into our counseling profession. I had the privilege of speaking with Melissa Douglas, who is also known as the virtual clinician. And she is a licensed clinical social worker and board certified telemental health provider. Her goal simply is to merge quality mental health care and technology to advance communities through wellness and equitable care. She is the founder of Goal Driven Counseling, which is a virtual multi-state group practice. And she coaches busy professionals on how to prioritize self-care and personal wellness. She consults with mental health professionals and organizations on how to incorporate tech-based services in their practices. She also serves as an adjunct professor where she teaches a graduate course on integrating technology and social work practice at the University of Missouri in St. Louis. Listen, this was a great conversation, so get your notepads out, take some notes, and I hope you enjoy. If you're looking for a place to hang out after the episode, please feel free to join us at Therapy and Technology on Facebook groups. Thank you, Melissa, for joining me today in this conversation. I was intrigued by your um, your Instagram posts because I was like, who is this virtual clinician? And I thought that the name was really catchy. And so how did you come to develop that name, the virtual clinician. Absolutely. Well, just first, Jessica, thank you again for for having me. And I I love these um, Instagram connections where we're able to connect uh, (laughs) offline, even though we're still online, but it's even more personal. But (laughs) I I, I rebranded as the virtual clinician as it kind of just happened out of my private practice that I began. So I started a completely virtual private practice about three years ago. And uh, we've been doing just really great. And I really love being in the the tele-mental health space. And when I started three years ago, specifically in my area, I'm in St. Louis, Missouri, there weren't many people that were doing it. So I found myself quickly being in a space of educating a lot, showing up at community events and doing workshops and trainings because I was finding that any resistance that did exist with telemental health, it was because of lack of understanding of what this even is or what it looks like. So with that, um, I don't think I began this journey with the idea of training and speaking and all that kind of stuff, and it just happened. <laughs> and I, uh, I fully embraced it. And I, it was so funny because people started to reference me in the community as the online therapist or the computer therapist, or it was just so many cute little things that was coming up. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to take this and run with it. Um, I am the virtual clinician. And that's what people know me for as being a clinician that does most all of my work um, through, through technology. And it's something that I really champion as well. I, I really enjoy also the education piece of just I think advocating for advocacy and, or I'm sorry, equity in this particular space as well. So it just kind of happened to answer your question. <laughs> I, I, love, I love that. I love how 
uh, businesses develop from an organic space and it becomes something that you never would have uh, thought of because you were just doing what you love. Yes. Uh, so, so while I was perusing your uh, site, I saw that you do, that you've created this thing called the Helper's Hub. Mm -hmm. What is the Helper's Hub? Yes. So when all the COVID stuff like kind of was just kind of happening, at least in my area in early March, I started to notice that a lot of clinicians and in the Facebook and Instagram, like all the online communities that a lot of us therapists are in, I was noticing so many people asking questions and, and kind of panicking a little bit about how do I transition online. I've been completely grateful and um, reflected on the privilege that I've had in this space because I had the opportunity to choose to be online. <laughs> you know, I took my time, I prepared, I trained, I, you know, I, I had the ability to, to do that in a way that was best for me. But most other clinicians at this time with, with uh, the COVID pandemic happening, they were thrown into it with, with little preparation, with little understanding sometimes of what this looks like and how do I best take care of my clients at this time. So I remember it was like the second week of March on a Tuesday. And I had been already having some smaller conversations with some therapists and the email started to increase and the communication started to increase. And I said, you know what, we're going to make this a webinar. And uh, I said that on a Tuesday and just not even really planning for it to be this big thing. I just wanted to give information in a, in a more uh, uniform way. So that Friday, I hosted a webinar um, that lots of clinicians <laughs> attended and in their questions um, and just in their appreciation of the information, I realized um, that I wanted to do something to continue to give back um, in that way. So the Helpers Hub was a completely free, just safe space for clinicians new. Right? So it's the Helpers Hub for uh, virtual clinicians. And so whether we wanted to accept it or not, like majority of therapists now are also virtual clinicians. <laughs> and yes, yeah, so I wanted it to just be a free space. And I was noticing two things, right? So one side of the overwhelm was the lack of just knowledge of like the technical things of what do I do in this space, in, in this space with technology, because as clinicians, we're not IT and tech people. And sometimes we don't have confidence in our ability to navigate any possible tech issues that come up. But the other side of what I was seeing that clinicians were challenged with was just their own um, self-esteem kind of things, right? Will I be as effective online? Will I be able to take care of my clients in the way that they need? What if there's a safety concern that happens? Will I be equipped to be able to do that? And then just how do I now navigate the, the boundaries as I work from home and also um, in the same space with my children and my family? So I was like, okay, I want this to not only be a professional development space, but I also want it to be a personal space where clinicians have if they had no other space one day a week to come and say, hey, I can just unload on what this is like for me. So uh, we did that every Wednesday in April. So we had our last meeting um, this, past, um, this past Wednesday and the consensus now that this has kind of gone on is everybody's tired of being online. <laughs> 
Um, and not necessarily delivering the service, right? Because I have some clinicians that are like, hey, I kind of, I like this. Like, maybe I'll transition my practice to be virtual. But from the space of now our social lives, our business lives, our, our spiritual, you know, attending services, like every single thing, workouts, everything is online now. And the general consensus of what I'm hearing is people saying like, hey, there's a little bit of technology overload. And I'm looking for ways now to disconnect the best that I can. Mm. And that brings me to, you know, the question that I really wanted to ask you, um, you know, with everyone in this virtual space, you know, and a lot of people realizing now, now that I tried my time at this online therapy thing, I really don't think I, I, I can do this anymore. And it's really making me feel like if this is the wave of the future, I don't want to be a part of it. And some people are really overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. what, would you, what advice would you give to the clinicians who are new at this? And they're like, you know, listen, Melissa, my back is hurt and my eyes hurt. I'm, I'm tired. Like you said, everything we're doing in life is online. Our church services are everything. And so... For the counselors who are new at this, uh, who didn't have that time that we may have had to prepare and, and slowly go online, yeah. what recommendations would you give them just for them to make it a more comfortable experience while they are doing the counseling? Yeah, so definitely um, just diversifying self-care. You know, what self-care looked like and, and how it worked for us pre-COVID is going to be different right now because of for a lot of the reasons that you said. And then um, I think I had to be honest with myself, you know, some of this just kind of vicarious trauma that we're holding right now, it creeps us, creeps up on us in different ways. So um, definitely some strategies and just the, the, the delivering of the service space. Um, I know a lot of clinicians are they're comfortable with or they like their back-to-back, -back, you know, appointments to kind of get it done and over with and then they're done for the day. But with telehealth, with the additional strain on the eyes, with sometimes the, the improper posture that we have in our chairs, right? So then we, we just have to assess our physical spaces. Like, do I have the proper chair? Like, to be honest, I have a pillow behind my back right now, <laughs> you know? That because, helps big time. Yes, that helps for me. Um, so we, we use additional lighting sources. So some of us have ring lights and an additional, you know, lighting outside of the additional light, the lighting that's coming through our computer. So we have to give ourselves a break. We have to get up, we have to move around, allow our blood to circulate, allow our eyes to um, to rest. There are some, um, some different glasses that are being recommended that clinicians are, are using that kind of uh, changes the, um, the light in the way that our eyes take it in. There are computer screen, uh, like screen covers kind of that we can use that changes from this blue light to more of an amber light. So, you know, there are technical ways, but I think by and large, the more that we um, really tune in to what our bodies are feeling and listening to that, right? Uh, we, we know that clinicians lean in a little bit more to the computer because they wanna facilitate that connection. But then what happens? Your neck is sore and your shoulders are sore, right? So we just have to listen. Like I always say, our bodies speak loudly and it's our job to listen, right? So that, that ache, that pain, that feeling, uh, respond to it and diversify the self-care, break up those appointments. Um, make sure that we're eating and we're staying hydrated. It's so easy to be on the computer for three or four hours and like, oh, breakfast and lunch. <laughs> <laughs> My life, I've lost like seven pounds. Seven 
the towns doing this. Absolutely. Yes. So just it's it's little things, right? Like, yes, there are technical things that we can do, but then we can just pay attention to ourselves better. Um, another thing that I've noticed has caused some of that discomfort is that clinicians are not transitioning and engaging with their clients online in the way that they do in person. So if they're a clinician that really uses a lot of resources, they're visual, they do worksheets and all that kind of stuff, just sitting and talking and not being able to see and incorporate those things is also kind of draining. So I encourage screen share, you know, with your clients, send uh, worksheets, you know, beforehand. Like it takes a little bit more work, but if that actual session can feel more authentic and and natural like it normally does and it won't feel so much like a strain either I, I think you gave some really great tips I think that we need to pay attention to our bodies more mm -hmm. and even as you're talking I, I like I'm always keeping water or something mm -hmm. on my desk just to keep keep the momentum in my own body not getting physically tired because I think that we do get more dehydrated than we are aware of mm -hmm. um, so so now that you're so since you're in a virtual space more so what what is your best like tech app to use or like platform like what is what is your go-to that you use all the time to help you enhance your services that you provide to clients online yeah well i for so i guess my my electronic health record that i use so i'm a simple practice uh customer and it really meets all of our needs <laughs> You know, so the the recommendation that I gave for like screen sharing and sharing documents with your clients and having a, a HIPAA secure instant messenger where you're able to message your clients back and forth, our needs are met um, with that. So that's my favorite as a clinician. Um, for my clients, though, some of the apps that I like to recommend um, is the Breathe app. Right. Um, I am reminding all the time and I, I love myself, like with myself as well on, on my Apple Watch. Like I try my best when that thing says, you know, breathe. I'm breathing, <laughs> you know, yeah. for the moment. So the Headspace app, the Calm app, any apps that give us like white noise or nature noises so that we can help with our, our mindfulness. Um, I love mood tracker apps because sometimes when clients present in therapy, like, you know, all these days are starting to feel, you know, meshed together. And so when we're trying to touch base on just doing a mental health assessment and the different symptoms that have come up and, and could we notice like what they were triggered by? Like, I love mood tracker apps where clients can just sit and say, hey, on this day, I felt this and this was happening. And then they can either share that with me or they have something to kind of look at and reference when we're in session. So um there's so many apps like you know the there's an app for everything <laughs> yes yes I, there, there's definitely apps for everything i i love that i give my clients actually mood trackers for their homework because i'm like okay you know this works as much as you work it so you know we can't just be meeting one hour out of the week and then you expect for like magic to take place and you're gonna feel better you got to do the work on a daily basis and report back um I, I'm a simple practice user too. Uh, mm -hmm. So I just recently switched over. Love it. It yep. literally is everything right now for me. Mm -hmm. um, so what, so what projects or, or products do you have coming up for clinicians for them that they could sign up or anything that you have that you're working on that you would be wanting for people to check you out later that's coming down the pipe? Yeah, so I um, fully stepped into just the rebranding uh, space. So 
the the training and the, the speaking and the workshops and even the one-on-one telehealth consulting that I do, it was kind of all enmeshed in my private practice. And we did some revamping with that. And we we're like, uh-uh, Melissa, you need a new home just <laughs> for yourself because it's grown bigger than me. You know, like I didn't imagine that my private practice would be a group practice. And then I would, you know, be doing these other things, like I said earlier. So I have a new website that will be um, released pretty soon. So it's Melissa D. LCSW. And there I'll be um, releasing some more workshops, some courses, blogs. Um, I have a, a few more offerings for my telehealth consulting. So it's, it's really going to be the umbrella now where my other projects and things will kind of um, be housed. But um, as I'm sure you can understand, the telehealth consulting piece has really grown. So um, I would definitely encourage people to connect with me there because I love helping people to design the practices that they desire and helping them to realize that it's such an individualized process. Like my process with building a virtual practice and the clientele that I work with is gonna be completely different from yours and then your location and how you desire your fee model to be. Like all those things have to be an individualized exploration. Um, I think sometimes we get too um, comfortable in like just uh, general umbrella packages and not realizing how much we need to individualize to make sure that we're getting or seeing what we want in our actual practices. So yeah, so melissadlcsw.com is what I'll be launching soon that will have um, kind of everything that I do and some new stuff in one spot. <laughs> awesome, Melissa. And you, you make a key point. I think that because a lot of a, a question I get often is, you know, Jess, what do you think about you know, my practice separate, being separate from like a, a individual business I have. And I tell clinicians all the time, if you see that a product that you're putting out there is get, getting a lot of traction, it, it has to be separated from what you're doing with your clients, two totally different websites mm -hmm. uh, or, or sites for them to go to just for them to be able to differentiate between the two and you don't have your clients going on your, you know, it, it just becomes a little messy. And so rebranding is a phenomenal, we're going to have to talk again about rebranding because that in itself is a whole different um lane of its own especially with a lot of people thinking about rebranding after this COVID situation it's just mm -hmm. really um an interesting topic to me but Melissa I, th I thank you for um all of the information all the great information that you gave uh and um I will be definitely following you if people want to follow you on Instagram where can they follow you on Instagram yes absolutely on Instagram I am the virtual clinician okay Thank you, Melissa. And yeah, thank you so much. Yes, we're going to connect for sure. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Therapy and Technology. Until next time, rate, subscribe, share with a friend, and I hope you try something new today.